everyone. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Fairy Tall Tales. My name is Sarah, and I will be your host for the remainder of this creature feature. Please keep all limbs stored safely inside the confines of this podcast. Thank you. We're now at the end of January, which means a couple of things. For those of us in the northeastern United States, it is cold and snowy as fuck. For the more general population, it also means that Valentine's Day is only a short couple weeks away. So my creature feature for you today is my homage to the Valentine's Day season. It's my celebration of cute couples, pink hearts, too many chocolates, and super cute underwear. Today we're going to talk about everyone's favorite type of demon, the succubus. This episode is dedicated to everyone who thinks that V-Day sucks, Ubus. The succubus is a female demon or supernatural entity tracing back to medieval legend. While taking on the female form, these demons appear in dreams and seduce men, usually through sex. Some religious traditions maintain that any activity with the succubus may result in the deterioration of one's health or mental state. It may even result in death. Dun, dun, dun. The male version of this demon is the incubus, not to be confused with the American rock band. However, some people believe that succubi and incubi are actually one and the same and can morph between sexes. Succubi have been a part of culture for a very long time. The word succubus itself originates from the late 14th century and is derived from the late Latin succuba, meaning paramour, also not to be confused with the American band, and succubere, which means to lie beneath. There are some pretty distinct differences between the succubi of yore and more modern representations. The most distinct difference is in appearance. If you do a Google search for succubus, you may get results that are not necessarily safe for work. Uh, Trust me on this, guys. Learn from my somewhat awkward mistakes. Yeah, I tried researching this at work. Sue me. Modern representations are often, for lack of a better description, voluptuous, sexy women. I mean, who... You wouldn't really expect anything different from a female sex demon, would you? In this patriarchal society? Mm Mm-mm. These demons are often depicted as having perfect hair and a perfect figure. Think skimpy leather costumes and chest-to-waist ratios that probably aren't physically possible outside of a video game. We've got a different kind of Tomb Raider here, guys. And unlike previous depictions, these demons don't necessarily hide their demonic nature. If they've got bat wings, barbed tails, horns, or glowing eyes, all common characteristics of the modern succubus, they're not trying to hide these features. Hey, if you've got it, flaunt it. Before you start getting all hot and bothered with your succubus fantasies, guys, here's an auditory splash of cold water for you. The OG succubi demons were not bringing sexy back, y'all. They were quite monstrous from the earliest legends well through the Middle Ages, considered to be hideous and deformed creatures. They were somewhat smaller than your average human, and they stooped and crawled 
rather than walk upright. Their feet were like raptors, their faces ugly and cruel like gargoyles. Their fingers were tipped in ragged claws. If you're a guy and thought waking up to find that you are having unexpected sex with a sex demon, you might want to think again. I think the best way I can describe it, as a woman and not having a penis myself, is taking a little blue pill and looking at the ragged old corpse of Mrs. Massey in the Overlook Hotel. You might have a boner, but God, you wish you probably didn't. This also seems like the perfect time to note that some folklore describes the act of sexually penetrating a succubus equal to sticking your dick in a cavern of ice. Not cool. Further, there are reports of succubi forcing men to perform cunnilingus on their vulvas that drip with urine and other fluids. Um, not enough pineapple, I guess. I don't think there's enough pineapple in the world for that, hun. This shift in appearance occurred around the Renaissance and the Romantic period, or a bit after. Interest in the grotesque and subversive succubus was replaced instead by the tragically beautiful and cursed Greek Lamia. With the rise of Gothic literature, the succubus came back into the spotlight, but this time was much more beautiful and more intelligent, too. So why might these she-demons seduce men and have sex with them? Well, the answer differs depending on who you're asking and when you're asking it. According to the Malleus Maleficarum, or Witch's Hammer, written by Heinrich Kramer in 1486, succubi collected semen from the men they seduced. Then, the incubi used that semen to impregnate the human females they seduced. Um, other tales, the, the ones that believed that succubi and incubi were the same, uh, they go on to say that in the succubi female form, they would collect the semen, and then in the incubi form, they would impregnate the women. So same concept, but instead of, you know, two separate creatures, it's like a two-in-one kind of solution, like a shampoo conditioner type thing. Older tales of succubi describe their personalities as equaling their horrid looks. So these sneaky, controlling, and malicious demons were sex-crazed, yes, but they had no interest in pleasing men. They used sex for their own purposes, such as to please themselves, to corrupt the pious, to gain life force, or even children from their sperm snatching. Uh, female empowerment, I guess? Yay, feminism? <laughs> in contrast, modern succubi have intense charisma and seductive power that equals their good looks. These clever creatures can tantalize men with their words and their bodies. They can be domineering and vengeful, but ultimately take pride in their ability to please men. Doesn't really sound that demonic to me. It kind of sounds like maybe uh, a lot of men were involved in uh, depicting these succubi. When you think about the succubus from a psychological and even a political perspective, it makes sense with what we know about history and its treatment of women and sexual empowerment. In a patriarchal world, men were intimidated by and had distaste for women who took control over their own lives and claimed power over their own sexuality. We know that throughout history, any type of quote-unquote rebellious behavior by women was demonized. 
We have the Salem witch trials as a prime example. And unfortunately, female circumcision, aka mutilation, uh, still occurs as a means to control female sexuality. Women who tried to seduce men were accused of being succubi in disguise, and women who became pregnant out of wedlock were accused of consorting with incubi. Besides the psychological, I also want to take a second to talk about the potential biological explanation for succubi, sleep paralysis. If you don't know what sleep paralysis is, there are a few horror movies you can watch uh, that talk about the sleep disorder. Uh, including uh, Mara, Slumber, Dead Awake, The Nightmare, and Sleep Paralysis. Uh, Note, this is not an endorsement for any of these movies. Um, I've actually only seen Mara or Mara or whatever the fuck it is on Netflix, and it was kind of meh at best. Creepy in the sleep paralysis kind of way, though. Um, So, in short, this condition causes the brain to regain consciousness before the body does. Sometimes during an episode of sleep paralysis, people will experience hallucinations involving all of the bodily senses uh, and an extreme sense of terror. Someone who experiences sleep paralysis, um, apparently this affects 60% of the population, myself not included, uh, could very easily mistake uh, a hallucination for a demon. Throw in a wet dream and it sounds like the making of a succubus encounter. The commonality of sleep paralysis might also explain why stories of creatures like succubi and incubi are so pervasive around the globe. Similar creatures are found throughout German, African, Chilean, Hungarian, South African, and Norse folklore. With so many stories stretched far and wide, it would be easy to view these creatures as real. One of the most famous true stories of a succubus involves a young man who would later become Pope Sylvester II. Gerbert of Arlac, as he was called at the time, totally had the hots for this beautiful daughter of a university dean. But because she was was of a higher social status than him, she totally cock-blocked him. Feeling all sorts of passion and sexual frustration, he became totally obsessed with all thoughts of sex and lust. Whilst walking around with the bluest of balls, he met a strange but beautiful young woman named Meridiana, who was keen to offer him all sorts of sexual favors. She even said that she would make him rich, but he must remain faithful to her. What a steal, right? Of course he agreed. The relationship continued and his status kept growing. Eventually, he became the Pope. He did confess his lifetime of sexual sin for fear that he would die soon, Um, which he eventually did because we all die. And supposedly his like tomb where he's buried starts to sweat right before a Pope dies. I don't know. Food fun fact for the day. Um, So I'm going to wrap this creature feature up today with some sage advice. If you find yourself being propositioned uh, sex by a stranger who somehow managed to break into your bedroom, look at her feet. According to lore, succubi are imperfect mimics. While your sexy midnight lover might look perfect, check out them toes. The demons never get the feet right. 
Please note, however, that I am not saying that you should use someone's ugly feet as a reason to not have sex with them. That seems very vain and I'm kind of probably going to judge you a little bit. On that note, please ignore my feet. Like, just don't even look at them. I swear there's nothing wrong with them. But feel free to check out our social media pages. You can find me and Megan on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at FairyTallTales. Have you experienced a succubus and or sleep paralysis? I would love to hear all about your experiences. I've never um, had an experience with sleep paralysis, but it's kind of, you know, on my weird bucket list of things that I would love to happen. Um, You can email me your stories at fairytalltalespod at gmail.com. Stay sexy, stay vigilant of sex demons, uh, especially as we approach Valentine's Day. So like I said, this episode is dedicated to all of my fellow humans and non-sex demons who are probably going to be Valentine's list this Valentine's Day. For 26 years and counting, I salute you, friends. now at the end of January, Mitch, so my creature free, wow, nor supernatural entity tracing back to the medieval, alright, you got this, Sarah, succubi have been a part of cultural, what the fuck, Sarah, you're so spitty, with the rise of gothic literature, the succubus came back into the spotlight, but was this, but, Uh, Sometimes during an episode of sleep paralysis, people will experience hallucin... He did confess during his life... Hello. Today, we're going to be talking about the succubus. The succubus. No, that is not a vampiric bus, nor is it a bus full of vacuums. They suck. Maybe, but only if you don't like consensual sex with a demon, or non-consensual sex with a demon, rather. We're going to say, wow, (laughs) that's a big buck. (laughs) That is a a big, big big-ass bug. Oh my god. He's like zooming. Yeah. He's zooming, don't you know? Zooming. He's zooming, don't you know? Zooming, zooming. The zooming, looming? Zooming at 